What's going on, guys, and welcome back to Anybody and Everybody. I'm your host, Herm, and yeah, that's right, there is no intro music today, so we got copyright claimed, and I guess I was kind of waiting for the day that it would happen. I'm assuming it's because we're doing so well right now and getting a ton of listens on every one of these episodes. However, I think we're going to roll with this no intro music. It's kind of nice, it's fun, it gets right to the point. So, without further ado, today's guest... He's a beauty, he's one of a kind, his name is RJ, and he tells some of the best, I mean most interesting stories I have ever had the opportunity to listen to on a podcast. He came into the studio with a full pad of notes. I mean, this kid is a self-proclaimed conspiracy theorist. It was a great time to really just pick his brain and learn more about him, his ideas, and just talk about some of the really cool interesting aspects of life that you don't really get to talk about on a daily basis but i won't hold you up any further here he is rj Payne. i'm pumped to do this like ever since you kind of brought it up because like you kind of like start out watching like tv shows and movies and then like i really got into youtube and then james actually showed me like the joe rogan podcast last mm-hmm. year and i really kind of got into that and i was really like new to the podcast scene mm-hmm and then I started like looking into it, and I saw that you had a podcast, and then I know Brian Deere had made one about sports. like Right, and so I was technically the producer of Deere's, just trying to help him get off the ground, because, well, I took the job with Underground Sports Philadelphia, which kind of led me into like learning how to do all this kind of stuff with like microphones, and I never did video or anything like that, so this is really just through like the audio space which is really nice for me and much less editing but like so like the way rogan does it it's phenomenal like if you don't i would argue that if you don't watch the rogan podcast it's not half as good and that's just because he adds a whole new element when you're like watching it yeah well i mean i I think like when i first came down here to like like in your room to like see like what the setup looks like i mean you know i mean pretty much with the exception of like having a camera Right. This is really all he has, you know what I mean? Oh, totally, yeah. It's And mine's kind of like a ghetto setup, I would say, because, like, I have this, like, standing desk that I built myself, and, I mean, it's, like, attached to this, like, old paper thing that I have just to be able to hold these stands, but it's it's what all that you need. I mean, at the end of the day, podcasting is just having a microphone in front of you and just speaking into it, so, I mean, it's, and it's a nice way to have a conversation. I was watching an interview earlier today, actually, with um, Jared Carabas, who hosts, like, Section 10 podcast. It's, like, a Barstool Red Sox mm-hmm. podcast, and... All of his guests are like, it's nice to come on here because you can just be laid back and have a conversation. It's not like an interview where they're like, oh, how are you doing this season? And like, are you excited for the season to start or some shit like that? And like, nobody gives a fuck. Let's be real. Like, if I were to talk to you and be like, so what's your favorite conspiracy theory? And then yeah, you went I mean, on for the next 45 minutes about conspiracy theories, I'd be like, it's boring. Nobody really gives a shit. So it has to be interactive, conversational. And that's what, I mean, I'm fired up about. It's very less guided, too. I think, like, that Section 10 podcast, is that what it says? Section mm-hmm. 10, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just podcasts in general. I mean, you look at, like, conversations with people, and it's very guided that they want to get an answer from you. They don't really care what it is, but they want that specific answer. But a podcast is more in the direction of, tell me what your views are on this certain subject. And it's very open in that sense, which I think is a lot cooler than most people right and i've kind of broken podcasts down into two things so like even with this one i mean like the first 45 seconds is me introducing you so that it's like that's kind of like the scripted part of the show and then the conversations the conversation i mean we're just here shooting the shit because at the end of the day that's what people want to listen to and that's what people are interested in so like one of the things that i'm so stoked to get you on like 
and this is kind of funny. This is the most organic interview, I guess you could say, that I've gotten because we were just talking in class the other night, and I was like, dude, you got to come on the show. Like, this is how it has to happen. Like, you have all these great ideas and theories and everything that really just drive conversation. And as opposed to me, like, reaching out to you as someone like, hey, would you love to come on my show? Like, could I help you out? get your voice out there, whatever. I didn't have to do that with you. And I think that was probably the the best part of this. But I mean, for those of you who are just joining the show now, I'm here with uh, RJ, who he just has theories, man. (laughs) I I don't really know how to describe our conversations. They're, They're all fairly deep. You know, I mean, they're not topical to say the least. And I think that's a really cool start. But like going back, you and I have now known each other for what, three years? Yeah. Yeah. So shit three years flies by man it does and um you've been through it all i've been through it all now and we're kind of coming back together here in my last semester here but um yeah so how's everything going in your life and you're just chilling yeah i mean nothing really new just kind of going through it you know i mean i have school every day which is it's tolerable school is school well, don't we all? Yeah, yeah i mean i'm enjoying it though i mean it's at the end of the day i mean that's what you have to do what are you so. majoring in double major in criminology and sociology oh shit so you're trying to like you're like into podcasting like yeah. you want to get in people's minds yes i do that's very interesting and like understanding the perspective of what people are actually thinking do you want to like hunt murderers one day oh uh, yeah that'd be cool i mean i guess <laughs> I mean, would you be like i don't want to say that in it? a suspicious way like yeah of course <laughs> i want to hunt murderers but no like did, did you see that netflix documentary don't fuck with cats uh no i heard very good things about it though i heard it was creepy i literally finished it this morning it's insane i heard some nuts stuff about it i heard it was just some group on facebook i believe yeah that, just went crazy on someone who was abusing a cat, and that's really the only gist I yeah, got. Yeah, but then he started killing people. Well, I don't want to spoil it for you or anything, but yeah, like, you gotta gotta go through the motions here. Keep yeah, it. There you quiet. go. That's all that I'll give you for yeah. now. But I mean, <laughs> shit. Like at the end of the day, there's a group of people like yourself who are attached to this idea of understanding the human mind and the processes that would drive someone to do such crazy shit. So like, that's kind of like, dude, what is criminology like though? That's a new major here, right? Yeah. They actually just started up a few years ago. Um, criminology is just kind of like the study of like, what is crime, why it happens, like understanding how like laws are socially constructed and which groups are disadvantaged and like who suffers from these the most you know what i mean like could who, you technically be a cop coming out of like with yes, the criminology that, that's what criminology is usually most people that or come like into detective this are, work yeah a lot of people want to go into law enforcement as a whole and just kind of anywhere from local to state to federal to it's very open so yeah. i think sociology kind of helps that side as well kind of like right like that's like getting in the mind and yeah. shit were, i think you were in no you weren't i was in a sociology class my freshman year and there was a bunch of guys in there that i knew and it was really interesting. I mean, it was called, like, Sociology of the Family or something. Yeah, I took that with Heckle, yeah. Heckle, yeah. yeah. That was the prof- – she was a great professor. It was a lot of fun. And I. it was funny, though, because it's, like, there's so much more that goes into thinking about, like, it family is. and shit that you never contemplate. And I think that if you are have the opportunity to study it, it's, like, wild. It also, like, kind of made me a little bit more PC. It does. <laughs> like, it changed – it literally, honestly, changed the way I think about things. Like, I think so, too. You can't even too. go through life without – understanding why these biases are happening right i i mean that's such a big part of like podcasting for example is like and this show actually is like it's called anybody and everybody and there's like such a big bias especially like when you compare like a joe rogan show where it's like he's only going to accept the best of the best on his show he's not just going to interview joe schmo and i feel like that's kind of a bias that is a stigma of podcasting at the moment like so many people are one starting podcast but at the same time they want to have the biggest and best guest and it's like 
maybe you're not always going to get the biggest and best guest, but you're going to get the interesting guest. And I mean, shit, there's so many dynamics to this stuff. It's insane. I was talking about it on my last show. It's like, there's too many. So like I'm in the lacrosse industry, obviously. Mm. And there's so many fucking lacrosse podcasts right now, <laughs> dude. And they all, I'm just being honest, like 92% of them suck. Like they're just boring and they talk about the same shit. Like there's a few that are really good that get into the weeds, but it's one of those social dynamics. However, let's hop right into this. You're a conspiracy theorist, I would consider you, essentially, yes, at this sure. point. Because at this point, <laughs> most of our conversations are based around these conspiracy theories. And I need to know, what's the number... Oh, I'm kind of kicking myself in the ass because I made fun of myself for asking this question a minute ago. But what's the, what's the one that really sparked us? It was... It was the. I think it was kind of the understanding of like science versus religion and like evolution and like oh, that's right. ideologies I, that come behind that. Is, certain that is what think. it is because we were in class and I think that you said uh, evolution in quotes. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean then, I don't want to offend anybody because I know certain people would. And then know, hey, like that's not what I believe, but like I mean I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings here, but I mean it's pretty scientifically backed, you know. Right. No, completely. Evolution is one of those things. It's like the same people who don't believe in climate change. Like, yeah. what do you mean you don't believe in climate change? It's literally 62 degrees in the middle of February right now. I don't think we've got snow yet this year. We, we, I think we got seen like maybe snow. a quarter inch. Yeah. So it's like obvious but it, i just found it so funny that you threw it up in air quotes because one you didn't want to offend anyone which is respectful because i don't have that respect personally <laughs> i wouldn't do something along those lines but at the same time it's like shit there's this this theory of evolution technically theory in quotes and i think that we as mankind have just come so far and i don't think we're done evolving yet which is crazy but i where did we, we jumped right into it we we went from evolution into this idea that there's other universes with aliens. Oh yeah, and for so sure. you there bring has up to be. what's the uh, what's the planet? Kepler four fifty two B is the planet. Yeah, so this is the one. I need you to explain this to the people because I can't, but I I can have a conversation with you once I get it. So I'll kind of leave it open and we can kind of discuss as we go through it more. Yeah. Uh, Kepler four fifty two B is a planet, and it's considered four fifty two B because the sun that it orbits is Kepler four fifty two by itself. Um, the only problem is, as it is, like, habitable, like Earth, it is 1,400 light years away from us. So the fastest thing that we have in, like, the whole Earth is called the New Horizons Probe, and that travels at about 37,000 miles per hour. And that would take that 26 million years to get there. So this is, like, what we would have to send to potentially land on the planet. Our great-great-grandchildren would be lucky to to even have the technology to think about doing it now i kind of went into this thing where it was like i don't even know if our great great grandchildren will make it at this point because of this mm. climate change stuff dude see i'm and i'm it's kind of weird though because you have to understand that we're in america i mean overpopulation is a real thing man and that i i just finished reading something on it it's like it's just the lack of resources that i mean so we like look at the earth and we're like, wow, it's 90% water or whatever. But at the same time, that's not consumable water. Well, yeah, fun fact. I don't. You, you might have been going into this, but there's only less than 1% of the water on the entire planet is consumable to us humans. Right, and that's what's insane, because, especially because as soon as water becomes not consumable or whatever you want to call it, it's just shit. Like you, it's like Flint, Michigan. Yeah, like, I mean, you can filter once their it out, water source not... went bad. It's like mm-hmm. you, there's so many more steps that go back into it to getting it back to being able to be taken in by humans and ingested. So, uh, 
B4712, whatever. <laughs> Kepler 452B. Well, the conspiracy that I'm going to get into first, which is kind of like the big one to me, is this planet It is two times larger than Earth in its size. Um, it might be a little over two times larger. They're not 100% sure. No, it has land and water. That's what I was saying. It does. Okay. It, is, it is possible that the terrain there is habitable to allow water. So they think that when they go there, whenever this may be, in 10 billion years or something, I don't like know. Like Elon Musk's like yeah, great, might... great, great, great grandchild. Yeah, so they're thinking that if they take a human plant or they take a seed, that they should be able to throw it down. And it should be able to grow instantly. It's kind of like Avatar. Do you remember that movie? Yeah. It's kind of like how you were able to transfer from one planet or universe to the next. Mm -hmm. That's insane. So I know a lot of these UFOs always talk about a small human figure that what is like three or four feet tall usually, two arms, two legs, a head. Oh, yeah. Did you see the video of the one that was like trying to break into a garage last year? Mm -mm. Actually, someone told me about that, but I could never find a good video or picture or whatever it was. Dude, is there footage of it? Yeah, there's footage of it or something on YouTube. I'm allowed to I pull mean, that up later. Yeah, I mean, I'll pull it up while you talk. Okay. Well, anyways, this planet, I don't know how this correlates exactly because I'm not an astrophysicist by any means, but the gravity is two times stronger on this planet than it is on Earth. So, theor- so, so theoretically, you would you, almost weigh more, too, then. You would weigh more. You would weigh, like, would double. Composited down in size. So you'd be shrunk. Oh, okay. So like the three, four foot. So I'm thinking. Person. And although this Earth is millions of, or this planet is, oh, I don't know if they said a million or multiple millions of years older than our planet. So how do we not? If if Earth had a million more years of civilization, how much do you think we could come up with? As far oh, as geez. we're already thinking about time traveling and space and all this. Well, all I mean, it's th- like all these things that are crashing on Earth. It is possible that Kepler 452b was this planet that was habitable of human beings or this size of human beings and they could have possibly traveled to earth so that's like okay so this is where it comes this is where i kind of came in so last year i'm at chichen itza in mexico and they're telling us about this potential alien idea i mean it was like the mines or whatever but they were able to work on this i forget what they were calling it's like a super battery essentially but it's like a battery that would allow you to basically time travel and i think that's kind of like the jump point between so but it's in our same universe no so this is a completely different universe i believe well what is a so we are in a solar system that is in so we're in the milky way that is in our solar system something like that i mean but is it i don't know all i know is that it's 1400 light years away okay yeah so it's i would assume that it's not in ours i don't know how large of a range that would be per se was this this video? Yeah, so I'm showing RJ, for those of you who can't see this because we don't videotape, like I said. This is the alien video. Alien caught on camera in La Junta. I don't know where La that Junta? is. La I think I it was know. Arizona or something. That no looks exactly noise. like people would describe it as. Right? It's a short, human-looking species. See, that's exactly the figure that I'm thinking of when I when I was talking about When you're this. imagining it, right? Yeah, I mean... I mean, shit. They, I, I 100%, I've been saying this for years. It looks like it's struggling with, per se, gravity on this planet. I don't know. You think it feels like it's, like, floating almost? Or, like, oh, yeah, kind of, of like, you know when you, um, I don't know if you've ever... There's, like, the gravity treadmill you can run on. They probably feel a little bit like that. Like yeah. they're not using their full. That's insane. Whatever. Isn't that, dude, it's, yeah. it's absurd. Just think about, I mean, I also believe that there's like many different life forms on this planet. Of course. And the government's just hiding it from us. Well, that was my friend James. He was actually telling me about this. He was saying that 
that the government is potentially hiding the distance of this planet from us because they're scared that we're gonna try and get yes. to us, dude. I fully that, believe that. Or that shit. it's Elon Musk that wants to take SpaceX and's like, hey, you know, fuck Mars. Let's just send it all the way. Let's no. go find this life form and transform what we have here on Earth to something bigger and better and potentially safer. You know, I've always said, <laughs> this is funny. I've always said I want to become president <laughs> just to find this shit out. Like, I don't even, like, I obviously care about politics. I'd want the best for my country. But at the same time, I'd be, like, up all night just reading these yeah. files about, like, well, different. Well, I, I said that was, like, the way I wanted to go out when I died. I want to go to Area 51. Like, take me through it, and then you can kill me. <laughs> I just want to know, you know, just know the truth. Now, are you someone who's for, so you want, you believe in, like, the funding of NASA and just expanding oh, of that? of course. I mean, I mean, if they're funding SpaceX, they have to fund NASA. They can't let Elon Musk, just some random Well, the government doesn't spend... No, they don't fund SpaceX. No, Tesla but, does. But it's being funded, right? By Tesla, so they have to. Um, but I'm. Right, but then NASA have would have to be funded privately, like Tesla. Well, no, but, I was just saying the aspect of like you can't let SpaceX go run this idea of space. You have to have the government. Com- yeah, somebody it. Yeah. needs to be. Someone has to keep count- them in check. Contradicting it, yes, yeah, of course. no, completely. Because if I mean, imagine if Elon Musk <laughs> ran. And he's already digging tunnels are all around LA, just shooting. Well, stuff that's into brilliant. Space. I was actually I watched a video on it the other day. The Teslas that you just drop underground and it's like on a. Uh, it's like a roller coaster, essentially, like mm-hmm. your car fits in, and you just get from point A. And, I mean, L.A. has some of the worst traffic in the entire world. It's absurd. Granted, I think you have to, like, have a Tesla, which, like, everyone in L.A. does now. Well, so. I think as soon that everyone's, within the next 20 or 30 years, I think everyone will have electric cars. Oh, totally electric cars. It's 100%. only safe we're out, you know? So, well, yeah, and, I mean... Cars the, pollute, planes pollute, everything, massive yeah. boats pollute, Well, trucks, so, what's everything. funny is, um, I was reading about this company, too, that was starting to make electric planes... But mm. they don't take off like normal planes. It's like a helicopter. Yeah. A plane. But, yeah. So it it's basically. It's shaped like a plane? It's shaped like a plane. Mm. However, the engines, you know how engines traditionally face out? Mm. They roll, they spin down or whatever, push the plane up and take off more like a helicopter. It's oh, that's insane. That's the most futuristic thing I've ever heard. Right? I mean, it's probably 30 years out from being like normalized or whatever. Yeah. But at the same time, maybe it's not, dude. Like the iPhone, the first iPhone came out, what, 13 years ago? And. I mean, probably less than that. No, I think it was like just like the 13th anniversary. That's the only reason oh, I was, was able it? to pull oh. that number out of my ass. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's insane because, I mean, we went from having these computers on our desks that were barely able to give a shit. Like the internet was like next to nothing until the porn industry like revolutionized it. <laughs> People started paying for shit online. Amazon gets created, eBay gets created, and there's this just kind of takeoff Facebook, you know, Silicon Valley. And now look at, we have computers in our pockets that are like six inches big that are smarter than anything created 15 years ago and it's insane so 10 years from now shit we might be taking off in planes that just hover off off the ground maybe like pjs private jets for a little while and then they go commercial however let's get back on topic here i have a conspiracy theory for you that well actually i have two one gets discussed on like every podcast apparently that i do because shelly and jack both brought it up well people won't have heard jack's episode yet but it did get brought up in jack's episode jack and shelly both believe that stevie wonder can see and let me tell you man i just don't understand this one i don't i believe that nobody could go this far in their career professionally and not get caught Unless, like, somebody doesn't, they have to, like, sign NDAs or something. But, like, that's 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 a big one to me. See, I think that ideology kind of matches the one with, like, landing on the moon. 
Do you like, believe that we landed on? I don't well, believe well, that. Let me, let me tell you first. So the thing is, Stevie Wonder could be blind. He could not be blind. No one really knows. That's a long life to live. All these other people that he has to fool, all these people that have to protect him that right, are always around saying. him. It's the same with the moon. Have you seen the picture of the lady next to that massive book that she wrote all the all the uh, information to get to the moon? It's like probably mm. six or seven feet tall. No she way. She wrote all of it by hand. All the people that went into building this rocket that went up into space, all the test trials. But it didn't happen. How would why would all those people lie? Like just you know what I mean? The idea. I mean, think of, about the why money. Would, why would you keep it a secret? Like Other, Neil Armstrong, the guy who's technically the like moon lander mm-hmm. guy or whatever everybody knows his name now because he did this thing even if it wasn't a california studio that he landed on a moon and i mean you do it for name recognition at the end of the day we're selfish we're human beings for a reason and i think that's why but i honestly believe that apollo 11 is that the first one i believe, I believe so it never landed on the moon you believe so i one thoroughly believe there, that. there's much proof that argues against it i mean for sake, I mean, for the main point, obviously, we're in a race to space with Russia. You know what I mean? That was our biggest ally. Yeah. We do, I mean, not our ally. But <laughs> not <biggest>. ally. <laughs> wrong word, wrong Furthest word. thing from it. <laughs> but we were trying to race them to it. And then you get up there, the flag's not, or the flag's moving in the wind. There's no gravity. There's no stars in the background. We're in space. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you times the rover up that's on Mars times two, it's the same as what a rover would look like in the desert in Arizona is what they showed. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I mean, there's so many things. that Yeah, I've, I've looked in that a little bit. There's so so which much one are you, to, which side do you land on? Does it switch, like, day-to-day? It does. Read the read? It does. I, I feel I like say, I, I, I do that, say, too. Like, because they've been to the moon before. There's no way of Well, no, that. I do believe that we've now been to the moon. and we've, But, like, how do I know that they only went the second time forward? How do I know that It might have been, they, like, the fourth time, if I'm being totally yeah. It might have been close for, like, the 90s, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't like, know. Cross, yeah, but you know how much the government's hiding from us day-to-day. Oh, I know. It's insane. I mean, have flying cars. We, we definitely do. I've seen it. It's been on, like, those car shows and shit. Like, oh, we have hover- Yeah, we have co- hovering cars and stuff. We but- probably have everything we... Oh, more than what we need to live. We could definitely teleport at some point. Like, we, could, we could probably jump civilization by 500 years. We, why don't we? The government doesn't want us to do that. Well, yeah, because th- at the same time... That's well, Elon think about- Musk. Think about Elon Musk. If he, was a oh, normal, if he was a normal person, he'd be 100 years behind. Now he's 300 ahead. He's doing stuff that nobody even thought about doing 10 years ago. Yeah, and you know what? He's going to keep doing it, and he's going to mm-hmm. keep pissing people off doing it, which is the best part. because And that's I, the race with the government that's going to create them to push forward and allow us to keep doing these well, things. Well, it's why the government doesn't like big figures like him or Mark Zuckerberg or any of these geniuses. <clears throat> Jeez, I'm all, like, gross and phlegmy tonight. This is bad. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so the government has this, I would I would almost call it unlimited amount of power and control over us strictly based on the things and like the introduction of like now we have all this voice activated technology and shit think about the conversations they hear every single day if you say the a-l-e-x-a word it triggers like a million different audio whatevers and sends it right into the government I and mean, even if you're not saying the word it's listening to you anytime yeah, that's a great point we're talking into microphones right now <laughs> so getting back to it this is this is my biggest conspiracy theory and this is the one that i'm going to take to my grave this is i believe it thoroughly i genuinely each and every day will th- not think about it but just like this is true michael jackson did not die on the day that they said he did and he is still alive where do you think he's at? I think he's just hiding in California or something with his kids. However, there was never an autopsy done, which is just insane. There's a video of when they're leaving Neverland or no, I think his house was called something else at the time. There's like a tunnel you have to drive through and there's a video of the van stopping while they're driving out 
and three people like hop out and hit like a secret door on the side and one of them walks and like looks like michael jackson so i mean there's just so many things pointing what, towards what him do you know about this i mean i'm very not informed on this topic so kind of run me through what what all you know here because this is i mean this is all youtube I, no, um, I mean i have no like credible credible there's a book about it but YouTube i didn't read and facebook it. are probably the two most reliable sources for me so yeah so i mean <laughs> i've just watched every video on it at this point but at the same time it's like this happens Right as those allegations start coming back up about him being like a child predator, whatever you, uh, mm. molester. And then recently this documentary, Leaving Neverland, comes back out. And they tell these incredibly convincing stories about how Michael Jackson took advantage of these young boys, which is incredibly insane and fucked up. And I can't even think about it at this point. But, I mean... There's no reason for Michael Jackson not to fake his death. Oh, and then so like the one of the big ones was like when he was giving his this is it speech or whatever, he was like he like said like this is it guys, you're never going to see me again or something. And it was like and then he like laughed like he was like planning it. And it's like oh, and then somebody came on one of his like dancers or something who had been dancing and he's like this was the first time ever that we recorded like you know how like, the movie came out this is it, how it was like very well recorded like this is like the final concert. Like we're going to have great footage of it. Almost like it was happening. He was like, we've never been recorded like that during rehearsals before a tour stuff or like staged oh, wow. like that before a tour. So it was like, is this whole thing getting planned? Like Michael's just going to die at some point. Wow. Yeah. I mean, there's just, there was thing after thing after thing. And I'm obsessed with this just idea that like all these famous people like don't actually die when they say they do like, you get to a point where you're so famous, and especially with Michael Jackson, you're famous from like literally the age of five. You're one of the most famous people on the face of the earth. You'll always have paparazzi up your ass. You never had the ability to like be a normal person. And so you want to escape that, especially if you did such fucked up shit yeah. to like little boys. Like that's just crazy to me that he could even live with himself at that point. But that's the one that I'm taking to my grave. Like, I thoroughly believe Michael Jackson. See, I'm going to have to do alive. some research into that because I've never really heard that idea. I think he brought that up in class. That's the one I that think you were so. talking well, about. Well, you you're you more into like a group chat or something. I like definitely that. we had a group chat that what, what did I call it? like true, <laughs> yeah, true true conspiracy theories. theories. <laughs> but it's like I think you're into more of like the space ones, like other galaxies, aliens, and shit like that. I was into that big celebrity one at the time, and then, oh, and then Brooklyn said there was like some rapper recently. Yeah, Juice um, World. They apparently World. say that he faked his death. I think when he had his plane seized, he had illegal guns and like a lot of weed on this plane or whatever and then he had um what do you say i don't know if he said xanax no xanax Probably. or percocets I mean, or something yeah anyways he just took a hand yeah just a handful of pills because he didn't want to get caught with them because i mm -hmm. guess that's like a felony charge with well, time. yeah, so, you, yeah you don't of course. Be... but apparently they think that he faked his death and then she says that there's a plane of his leaving the united states the same day that he died from the airport or something like that. I don't know. I'd have to look into it. But she seemed pretty convinced. And the stuff she, she was incredibly saying, convinced. She would not yeah. stop talking about it. She just kept saying it over and over yeah. again. However, I mean, I believe it. I think I think it was part of the Michael Jackson one, too, where they were like, there was a plane leaving at the right time mm -hmm. to go to this like abandoned island for whatever. Well, that's like the Epstein thing. Oh, well, Jeffrey Epstein, yeah. yeah do you think he's still that. alive? Of course he's still alive. Where do you think he is? Like they're just holding him? Yeah, they're holding him. They're trying to they're trying to get him not to tell on Clinton. That's all they're doing. Really? Of course. Oh my gosh. Because if he goes down, if he would have got to that trial, 
Clinton was done. Clinton was done for. Well, I mean, Clinton was done for either way. Clinton's still done for. I mean, his name is still smeared at this point. No, but like... It would have been much worse, no, yeah. No, there was, there was more than just assumptions. Oh, I mean, he was... think about the shit that the Clintons know. So, I actually have this conversation pretty regularly with one of my friends, and she always talks about how there's this... There's the government that we understand as the government in quotes, and then there's the government. And these are the people that have shit on everybody. Anybody and everybody famous, especially like, so like right now, it's like, why are the Republicans not testifying against Donald Trump? It's because like, they've got like every dick pic these guys have ever sent. Like they've cheated on their wives or husbands or anything like that, that they're just going to bring up if you like Mm -hmm. go against them. And it's wild to think like there's this hierarchy and I'm sure like every other country's tied in like Vladimir Putin's probably in on this shit and Justin Trudeau and anybody who has like X amount of ranking in the world. And it's just, it's wild to think of, but I think it's kind of true. I mean, there's just like this bank somewhere of like shit on people. And of course that's, that is a great point. Well, I mean, that's not even famous people. They, you know what I'm saying? You say one, say that Jeffrey Epstein's still alive and he's in Tallahassee, Florida. And just you just happen to say on your podcast, of course he's still alive. He's in Tallahassee, Florida. Oh, dude! And, and then the government's be, knocking on my door yeah, the next day. You know what I'm saying like, <laughs> like so get kidnapped. They're everything you say, no matter who it is. Or just like it's probably like a trigger word, like word like someone says Epstein, mm-hmm. and the next thing you know, it's like knock, we knock, hear, knock. We hear this area that he's at. Like we're coming to check on you. Like what do you know? <laughs> uh, for the record, I know absolutely nothing. And um, yeah, me either. Please don't come. <laughs> please, please don't come knocking on my time. door. I got an exam. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Tomorrow's Saturday, dude. That's a road that we probably just shouldn't even go down. Yeah. yeah, we're going to stay away from that one. Never mind. <laughs> Let's just not go down that road. I, I don't want to be demonetized or anything like that on this episode. <laughs> so, okay, what's next on your list, man? Um, The stuff that was kind of interesting to me was kind of like, I know you were talking about me being into, like, the galaxy. And, like, mm-hmm. we were talking about, like, evolution and, like, the Big Bang. And I was watching a video on Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's a very intelligent He's person. brilliant. And I actually bought his book today, matter of fact. It was um, is it thick? Astrophysics for People in a Hurry, I believe is what it is. In a Hurry? Yeah. Oh, you were explaining this to me the other yeah. night. You were saying it's like dumbed down. Yeah, it's kind of Because like I was like, if I read like anything I'm... from Neil deGrasse Tyson, there's no way in hell yeah. I understand it. So he was explaining this idea of photons. And let me kind of explain before you ask, because I'm not 100% sure myself. So a photon is like, a particle of matter mm-hmm. and a particle of non-matter come together to create photon. And all this is is light. There's no energy. It is just light itself. So what he was saying is that when all these like millions of particles of non-matter match up with matter and they connect, there's only light. But every once in a while, because it could happen in any random universe. So say there's one million universes. One out of one of those million universes eventually... There's going to be one particle where it doesn't match. Like, and everything gets thrown off. Well, to where there's only a mar- matter particle. So there's all these non-matters, uh-huh. all these matters, but there's one matter particle that's left over. And that creates the only matter in the whole entire universe. And so these are specific, tiny. Like, these are smaller than the like a ballpoint of a pen. Right. They, like small as an atom. Actually, I, I think that he compared it to something like half the size of an atom or something like that. Yeah, that's insane. I mean, it's and not even visible. In that this thing this piece of energy is what sparked this whole big bang of our specific universe but there could be 999,999 universes with that just, is the same with just thing. light because they matched up perfectly oh so it's basically like there's nothing there it's just so essentially it's a one in a, mi- a one in a million shot 
But since we live in a multiverse with millions of millions times infinity of universes, it's so likely that there could be another matter that could explode, creating something like another like, Big Bang in the realm of like a Goldilocks zone, which is considered like what is like habitable for Earth. Uh-huh. Like this Kepler 452b was in the Goldilocks right. zone, which means like it's far enough from the sun to where it's not too hot, but it's like close enough to where now, it's not. It has its own sun, though. It does. So Kepler 452 it, ha- right. has the sun in that. In that galaxy. Yes. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's very... That's mind-boggling, dude. Is. I mean, it. Uh, these are the things that are going to start like, keeping me up at night. It is. It stresses because, me out. Well, it doesn't stress me out. It, I think that's actually really interesting because I think that there's a fear of this. Like, it's an actual phobia of, like, the exploration of galaxy where it's like if you tell someone who has this phobia too much they go insane because they're like we are i mean at the end of the day nothing like think about it we are we're literally nothing we are quite literally nothing we're just like an ant compared to like the size of like a state is like us compared to like the universe if you think about it yeah no one knows even smaller (laughs) even smaller man i mean i think it's such a small number that we can't even really put it i think that someone there was like a statistic that said that there's more grains of sand in the entire earth than there are stars in the galaxy and a star is no there's more star i mean i I said that backwards there's more stars right okay that makes more sense grains of sand on earth have you ever had the opportunity you're from like the mountains of virginia right yeah so is it small town like there's not too many lights and stuff no so like if you go out at night you're gonna oh, yeah, catch a beautiful view of the every sky night. oh Lit that's up the everywhere. best man it i is. mean we were my mom and i funny story actually so one time we're out in Arizona, we go to vegas it's a conference we land at like 11 30 at night for some reason we're not tired and we want to make a drive to the grand canyon bold move i know <laughs> we rent this like convertible mustang so we can see like the sky while we're driving and everything it's gorgeous we're having a great time i have never seen so many stars in well, my... you're from i'm from jersey yes yeah, so and... you're from like a city uh, it's not a it's there's enough well, um, you're close enough to lights to where it wouldn't be as lit it, up as exactly you that, don't get to see as many stars which is really heartbreaking but the funny part about that story is that we end up like two in the morning three in the morning or so we end up on a native american reservation and because it was the only light we saw for miles so we're just like drive towards the light we had no cell service or anything we end up getting like arrested that night <laughs> they, they like brought us in and they're like you're gonna have to stay with us for the night like this <laughs> and that we had to pay a bunch of money and shit it was freaking insane we ended up like sleeping in like a tough shed in the middle of like the arizona desert but we we got out everyone was actually really great at the end and we got to like see the grand canyon or whatever we wanted to do the next day made it back up to vegas but it was just that that view man there's so many damn stars out there because there was no light for miles it's Mm -hmm. pitch black and it was just gorgeous i mean think about if there's that many stars in this universe shit we i mean it almost is like Think about, this is going to sound insane. Think about Star Wars for a second. Well, I, mean, I think someone made that comparison in a video I was watching. Like, Really? It's not really, how's it unrealistic? It's not at you all. You know what I mean? Like, or like Guardians uh, of the Galaxy, I think would be better. Yeah. Because they have the idea of like different planets that are habitable and everything. But they also have America, or not America, shit. That sounds so nationalist. They also <laughs> have the Earth, which was like part of the galaxy that they are formidably habiting or whatever and yeah i guess it's not that far out yeah. of 
What if like that become like Guardians of the Galaxy type shit becomes <laughs> real and we start like just interacting with aliens on a regular basis? Oh, that'd be pretty cool. I think it'd be awesome. Yeah. We'd have to learn a different language. But, I mean, you think about it. Like, there's ants that are as small as could be. They live in the ground. Like, there's us that lives above ground. There's things that live in water. There's things that can live in water and outside the water. There's things that fly. Mm-hmm. There's there's got to be something out in the realm of the entire whatever of space that is just able, lurking around able to live in that environment of space. Do you believe in the Loch Ness Loch Ness monster? Of course. Yeah. I believe in Bigfoot too. I don't oh, believe that it's really? still, I don't believe that it still exists, but yeah. Like Sasquatch? Yeah, of course. It's it was just, definitely a thing. Just well, this like human like large hairy I think I was mammoth. telling you about it. Yeah, Hypotho, what is it? No, Gigantopithecus. Oh yeah, that's it was right. like you a, did bring... it was a form of I thought you were talking about like big dick syndrome for a second. No. <laughs> I don't know if that exists. No, I think that's called, like, gigantism. Or no, there's there's a term for it. Like, someone who has, like, in- elephantitis of the <laughs> testicles. That's what I was thinking. Is that a thing? It's a real thing. Oh, like, I some that, dude that made, with, like, you made it sound like a joke. 20-pound balls. No, it's a Jeez. very real thing. Incredible. Kettle balls. Yeah. I mean, I think that you have to, like, get them cu- cut off. Like, you can't. Jeez. Imagine walking around with 20-pound balls. It only works in South Park. Did you ever see that episode? <laughs> yes, where they're like hopping ball. around on their balls. They're like getting cancer for on purpose so they can get medical Jeez. marijuana. <laughs> that show is something. Yeah. Okay. Back to it. Sasquatch. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, it, it was like, I don't know. We were talking about it in class the other night, like species, genus, or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Eventually, somewhere down the line, we came from monkeys. Of course, that's evolution. Like, that's what we. Right. But somewhere when we went left on the far opposite spectrum. There had to be, like, whatever this Gigantopithecus is, like, the, this massive creature, this massive monkey-like creature that has, like, homo sapien features. Right, so it's almost like, I mean, it makes sense. There's a point where not every single species or whatever is being produced doesn't always catch up mm-hmm. with evolution. And so giantical species or whatever didn't necessarily have the opportunity to catch up but that's interesting because sasquatch is considered to be like huge like Mm -hmm. ginormous so it got the growth trait it just didn't get necessarily the human features Mm -hmm. well you got to think every everything in life you know what i mean like i guess going through like cavemen like eventually Mm -hmm. you kind of transform to like correlate with what's going on in like this new world like what you have to adapt to to like stay alive right so there was something that happened during a time on earth that that wasn't capable for them. Like some, there was some reason why we were able to like evolve more than they were. So we are, were able to take over quicker than, you know what I'm saying? Does yeah, yeah, yeah no, totally. And I think it became more common for reproduction mm-hmm. to be of our suit or whatever. Did you ever see that show hunting Sasquatch? Yeah. I think it's like a Is that what chasing Bigfoot this? or chasing Bigfoot. Yeah. yeah, dude, there was a, there was a weird phenomenon with that for a hot minute. I don't know why people still chase it. It's impossible. No, I don't think it, it's like, I mean, maybe it's not as intelligent enough. You know what I mean? Like you see a deer, uh, like, what, like think about if there was, I almost hit a deer tonight on my way back. Only 50 deer in the whole United States. If there were only, they would be rare as shit. Well, what, don't, how many Bigfoot do you think there are? Do you think there's only one Bigfoot that's just been living for? hundred years i mean i you think that if you had a sighting of it you'd be able yeah but no one has a real sighting of it but what if it's able to live for like 200 years yeah i mean i guess you can make that argument there's like, like what sea turtles think, live for like 200 300 years right so i think that like at this point technology for humans is getting to the point where it's not going to be crazy that in the next 30 years people will be living to like 150 mm-hmm. and then 200 
And well, speaking then, of technology, let me ask you a question. I don't know how you feel about this. What do you think about like AI and like the it's evolution? It's fucking of- insane. I'm scared of it, dude. Are you scared of it? Too? I'm terrified, man. And this is coming from someone who's I'm intrigued by it. Don't get me wrong. But okay, so I have this great friend who also used to be a teacher of mine. Uh, his name is Vern, and he he's brilliant. He's so smart. It's insane. But he's he's a professor actually. So I kind of discredit him there. But he's a professor of virtual reality and he's been like showing me like all of the stuff that comes with vr now and it's absurd dude i mean the way that vr alone is able to teach people how to do surgery uh it's revolutionizing the Mm -hmm. porn industry it is revolutionizing the sport the sporting of watching industry i mean even playing yeah even playing so like hockey players i have buddies who have been training with this simulator that makes it feel like you're shooting pucks yes it's insane has the same auburn baseball facility they have a thing where you can put on vr and stand in a batter's box click any pitcher in the entire league and you can stand in the box and see all his pitches coming no exact form no way Is this? Are there a lot of D1 programs with that? Well, they said they were like the lowest of it. They said they barely have anything. No. So I'm assuming they have, yes. That is absurd. You stand in the box, you're holding like a bat that has like a motion sensor Uh on the bottom of it. And you feel it. And it like clicks or whatever. Yeah. And you watch watch the pitches and then you click a button to see like you guess the location, you Mm -hmm. guess the uh, ball or strike, curveball, fastball. It's nuts. That is. And I'm sure they have it with hockey as well. Like all kinds of crazy, just insane things dude i mean see that's what scares me because it it gets to the point where when does every single human being on earth stop actually living and just puts on goggles you know and we're all and then like robots do the rest of the shit so it's like amazon like you have these robots that can go pick out items throughout a factory fire them into a box and next thing you know you have an amazon package on your doorstep six hours later it's the same thing with like drone delivery how many how when when do we get to the point where we look up to the sky and it's less common to see planes and now you're just seeing like thousands of drones they just all day a long with a parachute just, right on your right exa- on your front porch dude I, it's a real thing i mean it's it already is. been experimenting out in california well they have what do they have colleges that do it too you can order food on it and they that's bring right Ole miss yeah. Ole miss just has these robots rolling around their <laughs> campus i was at walmart the other day they have robots working there too that would stress so, me out dude it's wild and it's it's not necessarily the fact that robots can do these jobs. I, I'm i not one who's like, a human could be doing that job, so we need to, like, save jobs. I mean, like, yes, I think it would be great to keep jobs. But at the same time, there's still plenty. I mean, that there's produces so new jobs. jobs. It produ- it's exactly. It, it produces it new jobs, jobs. But it, it puts an idea out for what's next, what's new. Right. A human so, has to do this to figure it out before a robot can do it anyways. Exactly. So it's like I'm not terrified of, like, what a robot is capable of or just does i'm terrified about the information that the robots are gathering (laughs) like how like one one day fucking like elon musk's grandson writes a code that like then takes every code that a robot any robot in the world has now programmed with and just turns it on us like what kind of civil war is that us against the freaking robots that's the shit that I mean, scares that's, me. But people made movies about that. They were scared oh, yeah. of it happening. Like, well, I mean, the 90s. like, remember, like, real. what was like two thousand? The they were all afraid of. Um, it was uh, the uh, oh geez, what do they call it? Where like midnight heading into two thousand, everyone thought like all of the electric in the world was gonna. Uh, I don't know. I don't... It, it was called. Oh shit! This is gonna really bother me. Um, oh god! It was called like. Y2K, Y2K, they were afraid of. They were like, holy shit, the, all the electric and technology of the world just going to stop working. 
because it's 2000. Didn't happen, <laughs> obviously. Um, apparently, Fish played a rock and set right into the 2000. Um, but no, it's insane, dude. And I mean, it grows every single day. And like, even in like the medical field, it's like there's literally robots that can do surgeries on people now. That's insane to me. And I think that there's a certain level of personal or of human error that is necessary in this world that robots are going to screw up. And I, I mean, that scares the shit out of me. What, I mean, what about you? Are you I mean, on that's the same? Like kind of the, yeah, I mean, that's the future of like. Right. I, I understand that's well, the like future. Being a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? We like Elon Musk always says we live in a, a simulation. Oh, yeah. I do believe that. So like these robots, they're being programmed. In, he kind of compares it to like the Sims. Mm-hmm. Like we're just a really forwardly advanced version of the Sims. So like. Which was a great game. Yeah. So he. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He thinks that it's not unreasonable for these robots to take over. Like, instead of saying, let's think yes or no, now they're thinking it could be. Right. It couldn't be, but it could be yes or no still. And then now all these options are playing and you just feed new ideas, mm-hmm. new ideas. And now it thinks like a human. Now it, it thinks exactly. with multiple ideas. And you can troubleshoot bad yes. ideas. And, and that's fix, when it gets And scary. then it starts fixing itself. Yes. And when a technology starts fixing itself, that's when that's like imagine like if you get cut and you could just like look at your arm and like heal it heal it just through like looking at it or some shit that that's why technology's so much further advanced than we are that it's insane well there's some crazy things that technology has i think i was looking at have you ever heard of this uh, the uh large hadron collider i believe it is no it's like one of the, like the most advanced things that humans have ever built in the history ever so, like, they're trying to figure out, you ever heard of God particle? No. So, it's like, you take tiny little protons, mm-hmm. and they speed it up to 670 million miles I have heard of this. I know exactly hour. where yeah. you're going with this. And they try to recreate what the Big Bang looks yep. like. Yep. But it's like, it's miles and miles of tunnels underground, and then it's just like oh, this yeah. giant, like, area where they're just like, oh, it's just insane. If yeah. you go look up the pictures of it, it's nuts. I, I was actually I remember because they turned one of the bunkers that they were using for it into like a like bombs like a nuclear bomb shelter or something because of that because mm-hmm. they had like whatever the infrastructure that was necessary for like if like fucking North Korea bombed us or some shit that people like one million no not one million that'd be far too many it'd be like hundred thousand people or something could like go into these shelters and stay safe somehow but yeah dude I mean technology is wild because there's the one hand where like we enjoy the shit out of it we love what we can do we love that we can consume technology and use it and it helps our day-to-day lives but at the same time it's like when does it become too much when when is enough enough because we can only advance so far so fast technology on the other hand can grow every day a mile a minute well that's the worry people are never satisfied well yeah and well, nobody ever oh, you will got be this satisfied. new iphone don't worry they're coming out with a new one in eight months yeah like that's the same with anything ever in life and people always want the next big thing well what's kind of funny with that is that like iphones don't even get better at this no, point they it's don't. like they're they just, if they anything they might little, get worse they might get a little bit faster but that's right. what people are looking for something a little bit better right and that's all that people care about but like in the background apple's creating like something insane yes that we don't see and isn't being presented in tim cook's like freaking presentation or town hall or whatever he does every every year or whatever when they announce new products but that's that's kind of the the scary scary thought of it because it's like and then it's like okay so like 
it's not even that now it starts to affect different generations and the way that kids are getting raised and stuff and this is what scares me about being a parent one day is like when because our parents always were like when i was a kid we would just go outside and play baseball or throw sticks or some shit like that and now it's like kids like can't live without an ipad in front of them so it's like we're growing up in this generation where kids can't grow up without an iPad in front of them. What the fuck are our kids going to want in front yeah. of them? Like, are they going to be like playing with AI? Are they going to have like holograms and stuff playing with them? Is it going to be like a star Wars type thing? That, and then it's like, where do you draw the line with being like a parent? Like, no, you can't have a floating like toy or whatever that yeah. like every other kid in your class has that, that scares me. Because that's like a real life issue. Like we can only control AI and technology to a certain extent, but we can control like what the kids that we one day might have can play with or produce. Yeah, that's. Well, I mean, that's kind of like adapting to whatever is new, and you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and Just like being like comfortable. Like our grandparents, if they saw an iPhone for the first time, they were like, "No, what the hell is this? Like, <laughs> like, go use the landline. You don't need this." Right. But then our parents were like, "Okay, like this is new. This is like go use it," and we're like okay, like, my kid is going to have one. He has to for these reasons, for these mm-hmm. reasons. But, like, what are they going to say to their kids? No. Like, what is it going to be that they're giving them or that they feel like they must have? Right. And what are your... So, with that comes the idea of this lack of communication. People can't speak anymore. It, not, not actually, you know. Well, no, but people are afraid of it. People are much more afraid of speaking in person. It's one thing that I would say that you and I are almost gifted with because we can have this conversation and talk because we are able to think i guess fast i don't know i i don't think there is a i think that there's just a cutoff at some point where it was like acceptable not to have conversations with people and i think that we're really getting into this point where it's like just text or email because you can't hold this conversation or whatever and what i mean what are your thoughts on this? i think the big part of it is like people are scared of the social pressure that comes with like saying stuff remember earlier in the episode we were talking about how i put the quotations around evolution right but like what you say has to be very care like if you're not able to like understand like different ideologies you know i couldn't just go out and say like hey yeah i'm voting for hillary clinton because like democrats where it's at if you don't like democrats and this that, and that. like you got to be able to understand that like republicans have these views democrats have these views like, right if you're conservative then they like you know what i mean there's benefits to every single thing in life and if you can't sit there and understand like different aspects then you're always going to be one-sided and you're going to be in fear of offending someone. Right. And I think that that is such a big issue. We're so polarized right now that even d- Democrats and Republicans aren't actually Democrats and Republicans mm-hmm. anymore. And this is my biggest, and I don't know where you land on this. I, I was personally a Republican for a very long time. I was, I was a fairly conservative guy. I mean, I obviously I've changed a lot of these views recently as I've kind of just opened up to the world. But I was, even in 2016, I was like, I can't vote for Donald Trump. This is a man who's being accused of, like, sexual assault. Someone who, and I'm, I'm always one to, like, believe the person who says this person's sexually assaulted me or whatever. So, and just the various different things that, I was just like, these aren't Republican values. These are just radical, racist, like, fucked up values that this guy preaches. And I understand how he was able to rally so many people. But at the same time, on the other spectrum, it's Hillary Clinton, who I also don't agree with. I mean, this is a woman who clearly, like, Benghazi. You hear about all these different things, and it's like, you're also not a Democrat. Like, you are a radical left leftist or whatever you want to call it and i think that we've gotten so far from the middle which is where like conversation and communication stem from because those are the people who could work with someone that they might not agree with so like in a couple weeks i'm having 
excuse me, I'm having someone on the show who has already reached out and said, hey, let's talk about gun gun rights with each other. Because I'm one who's like, I don't really like guns. I don't believe that they're as necessary as a lot of people think, especially th- like automatic rifles. I think that they're horrible. I don't understand why anyone would need it. Everyone's got their opinions and views of what they think is morally correct. But at the end of the day, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What is a moral value mm-hmm. versus what is a fact? <clears throat> like, yeah, guns can kill people. Right. But you have to understand that it is dependent upon the person that is using this gun. Mm-hmm. 1,000%. A person wants to have an abortion. It's not just an abortion. It's that person's decision if they want that abortion or if they feel like in their life they want that. You know what I'm saying? Like, totally. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's kind of, it really lies on like what's morally correct to you personally. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't really have like a stand on like like politics, I guess you could say. Yeah. It just kind of, and everyone's like, oh, well, you got to go out and vote or your opinion's not going to be heard. Like, I don't have an opinion. Yeah. Like, it's not really, I'm a Republican. I believe this. I'm a Democrat. I believe this. It's like, when you see like the election, it's kind of like the playoffs for like the Super Bowl and football. And it's just, mm. I got to beat you. I don't care how I'm going to do it. But now I've moved on to the next round. Now I have to beat you. Now I have to beat you. And now that whoever the winner is, it was Donald Trump. Now he's able to go out and actually speak what he believes and do the things that he planned on doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. So you're so, more of just like a humanist. Like you just have yeah, your, yeah. you have your ideas. And, and I, I would totally, I, I am too. I think that there's obviously like basic human rights that you have mm-hmm. as a person. You deserve to be respected. You deserve to have a voice and these are the things that are important however as soon as you turn it radical and you get into like just getting out there to win it just gets ugly i mean and that's where competition's like a beautiful thing in this world it's great i am all about that's why i love sports you know there's a reason that competing's beautiful because at the end of it you then can come together with your opponent and say hey man that was a great battle and like let's go get a beer but like if you can't do that then you've lost the idea of competition. Yeah. And now it's just a shit show, honestly. There's really no other way to describe it. Because, I mean, even in hockey, it's like you might get out there and you might fight a guy. You might throw some knuckles and punch him in the face. But you know what? At the end of that, there's something great that happens. There's a spark that goes, I respect the shit out of that person because we were able just to go at it and he wasn't going to stand down. He took it. I took it. We're going to be buddies now. And I think that that's something that we've gone so far from, especially with just the idea of being able to have a civil conversation about anything, even if it's not political, even if it has nothing to do with moral values. It's just as soon as someone disagrees, it's over. And I think it's kind of sad, but at the same time, it kind of stems back to this idea of technology. It's like you either almost at this point are for it or you're against it you're either someone who's going to support the growth in ai and uh or you're gonna be completely fuck computers i'm gonna write with a typewriter or whatever yeah. I mean, the, only, the only problem with that is though is rather you like it or not it's going to evolve anyways rather yeah, you're right, going to no, be behind exactly. the curve or you're going to be with the curve whether you want to be or not right and i've been saying this a lot recently and this is still kind of political or whatever but i'm saying like there, this is like one of the first times I truly believe this. And I'm a political science major, so I've studied this shit. I'm not completely ignorant. Like, <laughs> obviously, there's a ton more that I could research and study and shit. But I believe that for the first time in a really long time, you can actually be on the wrong side of history, you know? And I think that somebody who's willing to go out and fight for something that is, in this modern day and age, against a basic human right is just 
I think that you're on the wrong side of history. And that's just, and I don't hold it against you. I just believe that. And I'm not, I would still have a conversation with you. I wouldn't treat you any different as I would treat someone walking down the road. It's just where I'm at. But I kind of want to just completely, this is, this is a completely flip of topics right here. And I want to get into something much more lighthearted. We're, we're talking about AI and technology, baseball, the Astros, man. What is going on, dude? Do you do you believe that they use these like buzzers or whatever? Yes, they one hundred percent did. Yeah, you seen the thing with Altuve where he's running around like don't. He's like don't rip off my jersey. He's like, oh, my wife doesn't want me to do it. And then they were like, okay, he she didn't say that. His wife doesn't want what to see like his undershirt. He's like, don't rip your jersey. I don't want your jersey to get ripped or whatever. Is what he was saying that his wife said, which kind of didn't make sense. And then Why, she wants to frame it or something. I guess shit? I, I mean know. they have like four jerseys yeah, for I mean, every game. He's I'm a sure. professional athlete, you know what I mean? You probably get another one. Anyways, then he went on to the next story of I got a new tattoo that was getting finished. Blah blah blah. I didn't want them to see my. And then there was a tattoo. picture of him from like a month prior too, and he had no tattoo. He didn't even have any piece of you know art on him right. at all. And it's just like, like come on. And then Carlos Correa is making this argument of to Chris Bryant like. Don't speak, or no, was it Cody Bellinger? He was Cody like, Bellinger, yeah. Don't speak on something that you're you not informed know. on. You don't know. But, like, what is it? Like, speak up, and the, the program of the Astros should just say what it is. Like, we right. cheated, blah, 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 we're ready for our consequences. But they're like, blah, blah, blah we're sorry for whatever happened. But, but they're not admitting them, what like, they're sorry for. Carlos Correa is almost, like, fighting back at this point. Like, he's like, oh, fuck these guys for talking shit about us. But it's like, dude, when you're in the box and you're catching five balls in the ribs— like you deserve that shit. And the thing that's and, really messed up is there's going to be no, or there's going to be, I guess, many repercussions for people who hit Astros batters because mm-hmm. that's not moral in baseball. But at the same time, neither is cheating. So how, where are they getting their payback? Right. And at the same time, it's like this has been an unwritten rule forever. People, mm-hmm. well, both on both sides. Don't get me wrong. Cheating always been a thing in baseball. You know, people have always been sending signs from second base, doing what they can to get that advantage. But at the same time, guys have been throwing at batters forever that's how you gets how you get back at somebody in the mm-hmm. game and you just accept it right i mean you are like fuck my guy did this piece of shit thing to them so i might catch one in the ribs in my next at bat and you know what i'm gonna run down the first base and i'm gonna wear it like a fucking man but we've gotten so far gone from this where it's like rob manfred now is like if you hit an astros batter for this fucked up thing that they did like if you know what the hell is coming at you Yeah, like there's a difference between getting on second and we have six batters out there throughout the first four innings. We're working so hard to try to pick up. Is it first, second, last? Is Mm -hmm. it third? Like what what he's flashing? What are his signs? But versus, all right, you're standing in the box. Nobody's on. He just put a one. Mm -hmm. We're going to bang a trash can. You know a fastball is coming somewhere. These are professional hitters. Right. Of course they're going to hit it. And somebody tried to make this argument with me the other day, and I don't remember what it was, but it was like, you nobody in the world could hit a 97-mile-per-hour fastball, even if they know it's coming. I'm like... No, these dudes are professionals. You know a fucking fastball's coming? Forget about it. It's a double. It's a home run. I mean, that's just the day and age we're in. Batters are at a point now where if they know what's coming, it's automatic. Well, I think that... That's the biggest difference between like a steroid user and someone who knows what's coming. If you're a steroid user, you still have to be able to figure out what the hell is coming at you. You know, you don't don't know a fastball's coming. Like, sure, it'll fly a little bit further potentially... But you still have to do the hitting, you know? So here's a little two-sided question for you. Uh-huh. Do you think that – I know Altuve won MVP, what, in 17? Right, yeah. And he had been doing well. He's, like, always had a pretty good career. A lot of the players on the Astros this past season and the years before have. What do you think about them going forward getting into the Hall of Fame? 
But also, I have the question of what do you think about Pete Rose, who bet on his own team? Should his be lifted or should his stay? So, first, I should probably preface this with buzzer, no buzzer, trash can, no trash can, whatever. Jose Altuve is one of the best hitters in baseball. Like, I don't think that. I think he would be doing not as well, but very similar, even if he didn't know what the hell was coming or anything along those lines. So, I think that Jose Altuve will eventually deserve to be in the hotel the hall of fame i think that it's going to be a tough argument because of this schmear on his name however i've been arguing that pete rose should be in the hall of fame for a long long time i feel the same way about barry bonds and roger clemens roger clemens he had his first 13 seasons with the red sox where it was already proven that he did nothing wrong we're we're cy young in hall of fame numbers already it was really towards the back end of his career where he started getting into like the illegal shit and stuff like that and I feel the same way about Barry Bonds. I mean, he was a Hall of Famer before the steroid shit. And it was, the steroid shit really only just pushed him so that he could get that home run title or whatever after, what, it was like 755 home runs or something insane like that. But, I mean, I think that, well, first of all, in the sport of baseball, you play 162 games. It does. It's not easy on your body. Everybody does something, whether it's illegal or not, to keep and you can't tell me a catcher someone who has to squat that many times in a day isn't doing something to play 150 games in a season it's just not physically possible your body cannot take that therefore i think that they not need to be more lax or lenient on steroids because i don't think steroids are right in any way shape or form however i do believe that there needs to be a growth in the list of things that they're able to consume to keep their bodies up to a healthy level without having to worry about each and everything that be are being prescribed to them. Because, I mean, you shouldn't be hearing stories about guys like Bryce Harper having to be described or prescribed like what um, what's the one that makes you think Adderall, so that he can go to the gym more or keep his body healthy because he can focus longer by doing x amount of workouts or whatever you know and i think that that's kind of this like dilemma that we're getting into now though with the idea of like athletes are bigger better and stronger than ever before and you're going to do anything it takes to stay at the highest level in professional sports and i don't think that anybody who's made it this far is going to let the idea of being banned because of a drug or something stop them because you've worked for 22 years you're now at the highest peak of your career and you have to compete and I think that that's just where we're at across all sports, not just baseball. This is this is lacrosse, hockey, football, basketball, whatever, you know? Yeah, well, kind of going to, the, like, prescribed, like, <clears throat> drugs and stuff and, like, what should be legal and what shouldn't. I don't know if you know, but recently they have allowed marijuana use in the MLB. Mm-hmm. So a lot of players I know have – they've kind of come out with a few studies that a lot of players are using it. I know I a lot. Yeah. thoroughly believe in this. Yeah. 1,000%. CBD is a miracle. Rather be CBD, rather be smoke. Uh-huh. I mean, the oil is probably the safest route. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that's oh, relaxed totally. your body so much. You need to have a long game. Especially. You're stressed about a doubleheader yes. tomorrow against the number one team in your division. Yes, yes, yes. Like, I am, just, it's just, it's better. It's safer for you. It reduces players. the opportunity of people to go and just go get drunk because we just yep. won a big game. Now it's a safer route. It's that. And it's, I mean, so like, I think of medical marijuana needs to be implemented in majorly contact sports like sports like football and hockey where dudes are getting concussed all of the freaking time and instead of getting these pills that are awful i have 
I mean, I think that there are so many athletes that get hooked on pills very frequently because you're getting overprescribed them, and people can't necessarily, I mean, they're addictive for a reason, and I think that marijuana is a much safer route, and I think that marijuana is a much safer route for many things, and this is something I've been researching for a really long time. It's like cancer, apparently, like, does so many great things for the body, and that's great, and so I think that if... Marijuana is not like a miracle drug, but if it can help both athletes and non-athletes, I don't understand why people are so against it. Well, I mean, it's kind of weird because like if you if you understand like the social construction of like what the drug is, you know right. what I mean? Yeah. It's the same with crack and coke. Like, oh, totally. Marijuana charges were kind of like normally when they were first like kind of becoming a thing like marijuana was blowing up. It was like targeted that African-Americans were the primary users of this. Uh-huh. And it was the same with coke and crack. Well, and it's still considered like a class two drug or whatever. Well, yeah. It's insane. It's it's the fact that it's it's stereotyped and it's a bias towards a certain right. group of people. And the marijuana took so long. I'm not saying coke should be legal by any means. Don't get me wrong here. <laughs> but marijuana, I was just making the comparison. Right. No, but I, marijuana is just, it took so long to get rid of those biases that come with the drug and the implications right. that they put on certain groups of people. And now it's becoming a like a normal thing for people and that everyone's kind of accepting it. They think it's moral that you should use this, that there's, I think CBD kind of changed the game though. I, I totally agree I know agree a lot of that. people that use it and they, they say great things about it. You know, I use the CBD balm on my shoulder all the time. I, I after my shoulder surgery, dude, that I, my shoulder's never going to be the same first of all, but I just rub it on there and it's actually incredible what it does. I mean, if I'm going to hockey or lacrosse or something, I'll just rub it on there and next thing you know, I'm feeling so much better than I was. And it's I, I used to personally take like six ibuprofen, and I've that and can't it does be the good. Same results. Similar result, and no, honestly, it's better. And ibuprofen was killing my liver at that point. It's like if I'm taking six ibuprofen each day before whatever athletic event I'm going to, just to get through it. It's not healthy. That's crazy. Isn't that insane? It I is. mean, it's a beautiful thing, and I and this is actually a really interesting topic or con idea is that I think that for so long, this idea of drugs in quotes has been given this connotation of just being these really negative things that will ruin your life, especially marijuana. And so up through like grade six or seven or whatever, you don't really know what marijuana is. Then you find out about weed and you hear about the three kids in your class that smoke weed occasionally. And you're like, Oh my God, this kid's smoking weed. He's going to die. He's going to kill himself. Mm -hmm. And so I think that there's this idea that teachers professors, young adults who influence your life growing up kind of, I don't want to say ruin it for you, but they, they make this idea of, they shape your ideas on it for sure. Right. They shape your ideas to the point where it's like, you are terrified of these things. And because you are terrified of them, you're either going to go down one of two paths. You're either going to become someone who is incredibly interested in it and then start using it frequently, or you're going to stay terrified of it. And because of this, I think that it's the same thing with politics. It's the same thing with social constructions that people don't truly understand the realistic ideas of other people because it's just this guided idea that you need to be scared or not scared of whatever X you're looking at, especially things like drugs. And that's just, I think that if we started educating people, I mean, think about it. We're, what what's like the age I guess that our parents start giving us drugs like when we're sick and it, it's just like whatever I mean I remember it's, it's always like 
here, take one of these, right. but don't take any more, or you could die, or you could get this. Exactly. There would be serious repercussions. If you, you know what I'm saying? They try right. to implement these fears on you. Right. Which is safe, you know what I mean? Because, like, say you get an injury and, like, you're taking Percocets or something. Yes. Like, when I had my surgery, I was given Percocets, and my mom made sure that I'm going to give you the smallest amount possible mm-hmm. because, you know what I'm saying? No, totally. It, 1,000%. And it, and it constantly just instills this fear in you mm-hmm. of what this is and what is not. Right. And I think that then we have a false narrative for mm-hmm. a long point in our life. And I think that if we started to allow teachers, scholars, people who have the influence of children through a pretty young part of their age to just be like this is marijuana this is a drug that some people will use to help ease their nerves at times it's not necessarily a bad thing it's just something that someone will use to take the edge off it's the same way that like my parents described like beer to me when they were like we would like my dad would like eat wings and drink beer when as a kid i'd be like oh what's this and my parents would be like it's beer you know it's just what you drink on sunday yeah, when you eat your see, wings don't even get me started on alcohol like i it, like, when we talk about weed and then everyone's like, oh, mm-hmm. it's a drug, why does alcohol get the pass? Right, because alcohol is what's killing why? more people every yes. year than marijuana. And that's my real issue with it in that conversation because I believe thoroughly that smoking a joint is much safer than drinking 12 beers, you yeah, know? Of course. Like, there, you're not going to put anybody else at harm. You're just helping yourself at that point. You're relaxing. And I think that if you use it medically, it does a lot of great things for your body. And I think that that is, we've become so normalized to this idea that like marijuana are terrible, you know? And I think it's, I think it's something, it's a conversation that needs to be opened to education across all drugs, whether, so like cocaine, crack, meth, you know, shit like that. Keep telling kids like, don't ever do this. You know, there's no, like, obviously you should be open like this is why it's bad this is how it could kill you but things like marijuana or cbd or even like there so a lot of people are using like mushrooms now for different dmt i believe right yeah dmt for medical rehabilitation and stuff especially with mental health so it's like if you can use these and sanction them in a way that becomes controlled there's no reason that we need to be describing them to kids as horrible things that they then I think my number one like way to describe it's like the kid who comes from the household that's so against it and gets to college and it flunks out his first year because he becomes so infatuated in these things that he's always been so sheltered from. And I've, I've, I know plenty it's of the same with alcohol. You keep it's your a, kids exactly. from these parties and they go here. It's like, oh, it's college. I have freedom. I can do this. Mm-hmm. And it just hits you like a brick wall because you never got to understand firsthand. You just understand what people are saying. Like, this is bad for you. Don't do it. Okay. Right. But if you get to experience what is wrong with them personally, you understand the effects. Right. 100%. And then it's like, so that's like why you see like kids like, oh, I can drink a whole bottle of vodka tonight. But it's like, no, you can't. And I wish someone would have explained this to you at a much earlier point in your life where I'm now your roommate cleaning up after you, maybe taking you to the hospital because you have alcohol poisoning because you don't know or understand your limits. It's the same with these drugs that kids just don't understand. And I think that it has to start at a young age. That's what I'm basically getting back to is that I think that there's a lot of things that we shelter people from and kids, especially it's drugs, it's alcohol, it's politics, it's having social views. And because you're not allowed to talk about like something that happened in history, like, so I think a great example is that I was reading in an article that kids aren't allowed to talk about like school shootings at school anymore. Or teachers aren't allowed to, like, educate kids on school shootings. But it's like, 
why did this school shooting happen? Well, we can't talk about that in school today because we're, one, in school, and two, it's not politically whatever. But however, next Friday, we're going to go over a school shooting drill just in case one happens. Exactly. Like, it's like, very so let's just go and terrify these kids. And, and not, no, explain, not explain or have a conversation why these things are bad. And I think that's that really just, that's kind of something that irks me. And I think that it's something that's really fascinating at the same time. It's like, why do we use so many scare tactics? I guess it works. I think it's why people win things a lot, elections, for example. Like, if you scare people to the point where you look like the better of two lesser options, then you win. And I think that that is kind of something that we've introduced into the education system of America. And it's quite deliberate. No, not deliberating. There's some word that would be great there, you know? Rephrase it one more time. Um, no, so I don't even on. remember what I said. If, you know, sometimes <laughs> it's funny when you do these. It's like you just start speaking and you don't remember anything that you said in the last like two you're minutes. Just, you're just so locked in about what you're going to say next. You forget what you just said. Yeah. And I mean, it's one of that's that it's that. And then there's the other one that's like you'll then start speaking and you'll say something and it'll trigger something in my mind. And I won't listen to another word you say for the rest that's of that why sentence. Every time you say something, I'm like. <laughs> I write it down because I'm like, I need to address this with him, see what right. he thinks about it. No, yeah. that's that is the toughest thing to do, and it's also why I have I have a horrible habit of cutting people off. I try, I've been trying so much better, or like trying so hard each week to stop doing it. But it's like I then cut you off because I'm like I'm stuck on this freaking well, no, thought. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but and, I mean, you seem very intellectual and understanding of what you're speaking of. So I mean, I like to think is okay. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah. you're you're gonna give something informative. It's not like you're just like, oh. That's cool. And then that's right. it. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'm not, I, I never try. So this is one of the things that I've, I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts, obviously, but I'm always trying to lead you into something, whether it's obvious or not. And I think that's something that if I weren't doing would cut this conversation off much quicker and just would be counterproductive to the idea of flow in a podcast, I guess. And I think that's what makes you a great speaker as well, though, because you're able to read the signal that I'm then giving you or whatever. It's also why these have to be done in person. So like anybody and every with outside the box, when I was on that podcast for a while, we do so many interviews over the phone and it just never like phone interviews just never flow because you can't be here. You don't understand like the different intonations. It's definitely a connection that you're you're right. giving when you're speaking, you know, I and mean? like looking looking at you when you're speaking. I can tell like when you're very intrigued in what you speak about. And it, and it really just puts me locked in because I just know that you're about to just say something, you know, very intellectual. And I'm just like, oh, like, what's what's next? What's next? And it just gets me. I really appreciate you calling me intellectual. You're probably the first it, person in many years. <laughs> well, no, I mean, when you when you speak about these topics, it, it seems like you're informed, you know. I like to think that I've rounded myself at this point to have a general idea and concept on like so many topics. And I've been around the world. Uh, not around the world. I've been around like many different circles you I've know been around i've been around a few <laughs> times but many different circles and facets of life and different social backgrounds and cultures and pl things like that so it's like and i try and stay as educated as possible i think it's why i struggle in school i think that i only have so many like ideas i can keep in my mind at once and it's like things that i read about in school are really they're important to the education and everything but it's not something that i'm going to bring up on a podcast or something like so like when we have this conversation i'm taking each and everything that we speak about and i'll remember it for weeks because it's like well, it i go applies from, to our personal life right it applies exactly to society of what we are 
and it's all a big fucking merry-go-round mm-hmm. that all connects at the end of it. And it's funny because like at the end of all of these podcasts, it's like that we've just come full circle, you know? And it's like, next thing you know, you're just like back on the freaking conspiracy theory topic. And, you know, and so it's crazy how that happens, but it's also like freaking awesome because I mean, so I was, you know, Shelly, obviously. And so like with Shelly, it's like, we will go on seven different tangents, but then at the end of it, it always comes back to like how we met. And I don't know why, but that's just where our conversation always comes back to. Well, I mean, I can, I can see that connecting pretty easily. I remember freshman year, I think I remember you and Shelly hit it off right away. I know like everyone was kind of like together, like as like a friend, like, you know, you come as a freshman and you're like, and you're like, Oh, like we're freshmen. Like let's talk to each other. But I don't know. I mean, like, I feel like you and Shelly personally just, I feel like y'all click. I think I might've been the we're Red both? Sox thing that y'all it's, were just, right, it's right the Red away Sox you were just thing, in depth but it's, with it. it. We're just weird, man. That's what it is. <laughs> it's like, well, it's also, I think, cause we were both doing like the comedy, not com like we weren't professionally doing it, but like we were like writing jokes and shit and like sending it to each other. And like, so, I mean, there's like always a million different side hustles i guess going on in my life that he also wanted to be a part of he, he's the he's so, so like if he didn't have a million things on his plate i'm sure that he would host a podcast that came out weekly and do something similar to like what i do because he's we're very similar that way and how, was it shelly i guess who or no bassy you guys haven't heard that interview yet but he tells this story just how like he gets me home <laughs> one night after a party or something and i think that's how he and i made our first connection or whatever (laughs) but um this has been great man yeah i mean this really this made this honestly like coming in here doing this made i've been talking about like like hey like i think i should start a podcast that sounds fun because i I enjoy it you know but like isn't it fun it's do you feel like you just had a weight lift off your back too like i feel like i'm not even talking to a mic i feel like i'm just you Mm -hmm. know i'm just sitting here just like engaged in like a cool conversation you know that's the best part about this but and it's why it's addicting i mean it is some people i i think that if you are doing a podcast and you don't look forward to one interviews or two uploading them you're not doing the right podcast since for the you. day you said this in class yesterday i've just been like oh i'm so I'm like i've just been ready for it you Dude, know? like when, this is awesome whenever you want to come on feel free this has been a freaking we're just we didn't even break through the surface here yeah i wrote like a ton of talking points but it just that's the, you know what I'm saying like we're not even it just went crazy that's the funny thing about this is like I will write down I didn't write down any notes for this because I knew that you had a lot of ideas and concepts and such but like Shelly's list I made it was like a page long and I think we got through like three of the topics yeah and it's just the great the great thing about podcasting because there is no structure or script or whatever we can say two topics or whatever and then that breaks into eight different sub conversations and I think that's where you get like the real meat and potatoes of an episode, you know, like, I mean, who the hell knew we were going to get into this conversation about marijuana and drug use and stuff yeah. like that. But it's something that's really important. I think it's important to talk about because at the end of the day, I mean, people can have their opinions about it, but I think it's almost as important for us to voice our opinions because we're still like this millennial generation or mm-hmm. whatever. And we are the ones who are going to be bringing kids up in 10, 15 years or whatever. So it's cool stuff, man. Is there anything else that you like had written um, down that you just really wanted to get out? The last one that I was kind of eager. Yeah, yeah. I guess you could say eager is like the Mars thing, like transforming Mars and like into that's like, like another our, one of our planets. Yeah, or not one like, of ours. Trying like to something. go there. Yeah. So like, when we go there, because I know that there's like in 2022, they're doing two cargo ships. They're supposed to go up there and like 
confirm that there's like ability for like water resources mm-hmm. and like there's no identifiable hazards. And then we're going back in 24 with two cruise ships to take the first people up there to live. Like that are going to live for multiple. I don't know if there would be months. Is there like a years. sign up sheet for that yet? I don't know. <laughs> Let me get around to this though, and then I'm going to ask you. And then like they go up there and like build base and like try to like expand and see what's going on. But Elon Musk kind of has this idea of like you know he's building the tunnels in LA. Right. That when we go up there, instead of building these oxygen filled tubes to live in in Mars to dig underground, because Mars has a very and, hazardous environment. Lots of storms, lots of right. wind, lots of, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So building under would prevent humans from getting attacked by storms. So would you want to go to Mars knowing that you were going to live in Elon Musk built tunnels filled with oxygen? Fuck yeah. I, in 2024. I'm so, How old will you be in 2024? 2024. What is it? 2020 right now? Yeah. And I'm going to be turning 23, so 27. 27. So would you want to live from 27 to age 30 up there if you could? You had the option to live there for three years. Would you do it? I think it's contingent on two things. One, am I like married this time? Just say so like, like like right now. If I'm who, single who like right I am, now? fuck yeah. Oh my God, yeah. Dude, that'd be sick. I'm so about adventure and just like doing something like breaking some kind of barrier I would absolutely love that. Now, I don't know how well I would do about, like, being underground. I think that we'd have to obviously find some kind of, like, source for entertainment. And, like, (laughs) you know, I think if it's, like, just tunnels underground, that would get very boring very fast. Like, I mean, I base so much of my life around, like, playing sports and stuff that it's, like, you couldn't play sports in, like, these tunnels underground or whatever. But if you built, like, a stadium, oh, hell yeah, that'd be so sick. But also, like, then it's, like, okay, but think about it this way. Elon Musk or whoever at the time then has control over when it's day and night time for you because you're underground there's obviously some kind of light source that like they turn on and they turn off it's like are you living in something well it, it kind of seems like a prison at that point you know what I mean there's yeah no... it's a simulation basically think about it I mean, you think Elon what's... Musk is pushing for a simulation of his oh own, yeah his think, own personal it, simulation though? I mean think about how nar- not narcissistic whatever if he could control like a territory and be like the ruler <laughs> i mean at that point that sounds like oh who's his name um he took all the people to the country and then made them drink the juice and then they all died or whatever they were like under his lead who's oh, that you know, no I'm ta- you know what i'm talking no. about oh, who is, what is his name there was that one guy who like was like the prince of somewhere and he brought like the most beautiful women from a country and they all lived in like his nation or whatever but i don't know what you're going after no i don't he brought all these people like it was kind of like under his lead, under his like cult. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, 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 you're talking about like up in Washington, the um, the Wild Wild West type thing? No, I know what you're talking about there, though. I think Did you ever like... see that documentary? Uh, no, but I've heard about it. Oh, that. it was insane. It was great. Don't get me wrong, but it was insane. Yeah, I mean, I think going up there would just be like the thrill of it. I was actually watching some podcast on Colin O'Brady. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. No. That man is insane. So he was talking about how he trekked across the whole Antarctica, like from one side to the other or something oh, like that. Geez. Just pulling like a bot, not a bobsled, but like a sled in general mm-hmm. with all the resources that he needed to like set up overnight to eat, whatever. And he like kept talking about how like, you know what I mean? Like you rate your life on like a one to 10. Right. And you think about all these people that wake up and they work their nine to five, they go home, they complain, they make dinner, they might go to the gym for an hour. Mm-hmm. But the highlight of their year is like the Super Bowl. Like, right. I went to the Super Bowl, and it's like, yeah, I drank with my friends. Like, it was awesome. It was the coolest thing I did all year. My team won. Let's go. But you're living in that realm of, like, the four to six. But you're also then relying on this external source, the Super Bowl. Yes. To be but, your idea of but thrill. But when, when he talks about going and, like, trekking across the Antarctica, he's like, 
that's like a one to two. Like it sucks. Right. But when you're done, like the experience oh. of it, he, he compares it like he likes to live in the one to two range. Yeah. And experience the nine to ten at the end. Because not only did he do that, he also rowboated from the tip of South America to the most northern tip of Antarctica on a rowboat. Holy shit. Man-powered rowboat. Talk That's about a, the thrill of that. That is insane. Well, also, it's like, think about, you don't necessarily get a 9 or a 10 out of anything during that, but think about, like, finding food or some like some kind of resource that helps you during that journey. It makes you just appreciate it so much yes. more because you're not living in that 4 to 6. You're living in the 1 to 2, and then you get a 4 to 6, and it's like a 9 or a 10. Oh, dude, that's it unreal. It changes the way you think about life. You know what I mean? Oh, like, totally. It's like, this is, this is a whole new experience to not only you, but like, so like, who is getting on a rowboat powered by my arms and my feet to take me from South America through some of the coldest water to Antarctica to get yeah. on a plane and fly back and then talk about it on a podcast? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, that's, totally. that's nuts. That's insane. That's a nine to ten experience. I uh, yeah. one to two suffer you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm sometimes, but sometimes you have to suffer through the one to two to appreciate so like you have to appreciate it oh you're yeah exactly right yeah and if you if you're not appreciative so like I, I guess then if you're living on this mars nation or whatever you want to call it you appreciate the hell out of like the things that we have on earth when you get back because i think that there's gonna be a lot of resources and things that you don't necessarily have or get and that's just shitty and you know I mean, that's like a big point. Being able to appreciate something, you know. I mean, I'm awful at it. I'll be totally honest. No, I think there's a I mean, lot of things all Americans on Americans are, you know. Yeah, no, at I totally. End, at the end of the day, it's like we're we have so many resources and we're so blessed. That's like the global warming thing that I was trying to get at earlier. Right. It's like in America, we don't understand global warming. Like, yeah, like the everything's melting. We're getting a little bit less snow. All boohoo. But like, what's actually like? There's nothing actually going bad for us. But like right. all these other countries that are living on. These low, long islands that are just slowly rising. Mm-hmm. I think of all the ice melts, what is it, 60 meters? A couple, something like, like that, like 100, yeah. 200 feet or something like that. That covers their whole area. Yeah, their dude, it's insane. That's a whole lost civilization. That's people, like Antarctica. Right, people hear like, oh, it's only ri- risen 17 inches or something. But it's like 17 inches from the beach takes away the beach that you're on yes. and creates a beach 200 feet more inland. And what happens in 20 it's years? Like the Outer Banks. If, every, right. time, every time it ra- rains a lot, when that water scoops back up and comes into the and just pours back down, just floods the streets. Yeah, Brooklyn and was telling me there in, used in, to in, be in, in. one more street at the Outer Banks that was like close, like and now it's in the water. There really? used to be so like you know the Beach Street. Mm-hmm. There used to be one more. So they had to push that bank of sand back. Yeah, something like, that. something like that. Yeah, wow. and build all the houses, build up the coast, and yeah, that's know, just I don't insane. Know how much you are into like investing in property, but I would stay away from that area. <laughs> yeah, I would. <laughs> <laughs> she was telling us like, because she, she has a, her family has a house in the Outer Banks or whatever, and she was like, yeah, the best time to go buy a house in the Outer Banks is like during a storm, <laughs> so like you know where you're safe or whatever. I'm like, yeah, that's true. As sad as it is, that's so true because you don't want to be on the coastline shit. You have mm-hmm. Hurricane Sandy come back through. I mean, we I, from Jersey, we saw the devastation there. It was insane. Those are crazy. But like, and then it's like, if we inhabit Mars, what happens when that's like weekly? You know, that's why we would have to live yeah. underground. And those storms and stuff. I don't. This is gonna be my last point, but like the whole like religion thing. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna touch on this very softly. No, like, no, get after it, please. <sighs> like the idea that like God is all powerful, uh-huh. but God is all good. Right. If God is all powerful, wouldn't he be able to control which storms are coming? Yeah. But he can't because these storms happen. I think... If God is all good, why would these tornadoes, these floods, these hurricanes, why would they take out kids? Why would they take out families? Why would babies be pre-born with cancer? 
No, I totally agree like, with how that, is that one. Like, that's just not, I don't know, that just doesn't seem logical. That doesn't seem right. right. No, I like t- the minds of, like, an all-good, all-powerful mm-hmm. God. I totally agree with that, but to play devil's advocate, because, you know, have oh, yeah. to, I would say that sometimes he, God or whatever you consider to be your God, takes these horrible things and tries to help you grow from them what even if it does involve like losing your home losing family whatever you know and i i mean it's something that obviously like a lot of people study regularly and it's a topic of many debates but i mean maybe it's for the better maybe because hurricane happened or whatever you can now rebuild somewhere else where you really wanted to live or yeah but now you lost two aunts Right. Two uncles, both your grandparents, you lost your child, now my cousin's kid has can't Like, you know what I'm saying? No, totally. That's not logical. That no, it's not logical that at all. That doesn't right. And another thing to me is, like, the social construction of religion. Mm-hmm. Like, didn't our God come, or in the idea of our God, I'm speaking in Jesus Christ coming from Christianity. Mm-hmm. If he came from the Middle East, correct? Mm-hmm. Why do they have different religious views as us? Right. That just shows the social construction of how... A story just changes over time as it came across. You know what I mean? It's like a Western. game of telephone. It is. You know, like where of course. I, it's, it's so like I'm in like Shakespeare right now in Chaucer. It's like these tales that were told in thirteen some or like fourteen, whenever it was. I don't fucking know. I obviously didn't do very well in the class, but um, <laughs> it's like every time that they get retold, it's just that much different and that much different. And after it's retold twelve times, you have a completely different story. And there's tw- 12 new characters in it, you know? So it's it's just insane. And, I mean, I personally don't really do religion. I just, I don't. Well, have... I mean, I think a lot of it's spiritual. You know right. what I mean? It's no, like, totally. like, oh, God walked on water. Does mm-hmm. that mean that God was the first person in your community that was just a really good swimmer, that he swam so good it looked like he was on top of water? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, this spiritual meaning could not mean what the literal Bible is saying. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that we flooded the world, and he took the Noah's Ark or whatever whatever that story is. I'm not familiar with it. Right. But like, Oh, totally. Is that is that like literal? Like, did did we really flood the entire? You know what I'm saying? Like, how is mm-hmm. that? I th- how do we fit one of every single animal? Two. How do we get to Australia? No, two. Oh, two. Yeah. Yeah. So what about Iceland? The animals there and the animals on Australia. Did we just like scoop by and pick them up as the water was coming through? I guess. <laughs> I mean, I guess there's so many animals that could live in water. Maybe that did. I. I don't know, man. That's way above <laughs> my pay grade. But this this has been wonderful, dude. Yeah. It's been so much fun, but we, we have just hit the hour and a half mark. And, oh, wow. You know, I promised I promised some listeners we'd keep them a little shorter because, you know, there was a few episodes that went a little bit longer than this, but this is awesome, we'll dude. we got to do it again. Yeah, of course. We'll yeah. get some more narrow topics to discuss, and then you can bring a few viewpoints, and I will too, and we'll keep it like 30 Maybe it's a little debate. Yeah. No, we'll keep it an hour and a half. That's fun. And, you know, episodes are an hour and a half. All it, right. We'll just... just that, yeah, there we'll was have to the extra half hour apparently with. really bothered some people and rubbed them the wrong way. Yeah, we'll just, yeah. just tune out and come back in when you're ready. You know, that's just what I said. I was like, there's plenty of podcasts half. I leave where it's like, you know, I don't listen to it all the way through, but two listen, two like two longer drives in the car. But hey, that's not for me to say. RJ, this has been wonderful, man. It's been awesome, Herm. Thank you. All right. As always, I have to thank RJ for hopping on the show. What an interesting conversation, guys. Oh my god, it's been about five days since we sat down here in the studio and banged that thing out, but oh gosh, that was so interesting. I mean, 
I was fascinated. I could have talked to him for hours upon hours upon hours. I can't wait to get him back on the show. But, you know, as always, I like to pick out one thing that really stuck out to me. And it was just that conversation that we had about educating the youth on different aspects of life and making sure that people are more educated and less worrisome, I guess. I think that scare tactics have been introduced to far too many children and age groups and people that kind of don't understand the different aspects of life, whether it be a positive or in a positive or a negative light. I think that oftentimes we get caught in this fake reality that things always have to be perfect. But if everything was perfect, we would all kind of be in a messed up little world. So you need the little bad things, the drugs, politics, the dif- disagreements in life, the things that keep society going. What do they say? It's if you you can't start a fire without a little friction. So friction is usually a good thing. It generates conversation, gets people gets people talking because if everybody agreed, we just wouldn't we wouldn't need to all be here, right? I mean, everything would just work out on its own. It would be like the Truman show. And you know what? We all saw how that ended up. So that was such a great conversation, guys. Outside of that, the Astros are still getting booed. I freaking love it. I think I saw that at Jose Altuve took one in the ribs today. Uh, not not advocating for harming anybody. It's just advocating for people getting their cup up, comeuppets. Is that what they say? Comeuppets, like the Muppet movie. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's one of those. It's one of those beauty things. Uh, the other day, actually, I was at hockey and uh, met a really interesting cat. He played lacrosse at UVA uh, under Dom Starja, which is just one of the coolest things in the world, one of the best coaches of all time. I just had a great conversation with him. You know, it was really nice to sit back and talk lacrosse with someone that has lived in the lacrosse community for a long time now, got to play at one of the highest levels at one of the coolest universities, and you know, I just, it's really great to sometimes get to talk about lacrosse off air, you know, where I don't have to filter things out or ensure that, you know, it's not, a, not, not the whole world is listening, but that was a great time. I can't wait to talk to you guys about more stuff like that because I think that there can be some great conversations on this podcast that way. So if you're interested in coming on anybody and everybody, shoot me a DM. I They're always open. I can't wait to hear from you. That's both on Twitter and Instagram at Herm underscore SL. If you're not, follow me because I put out some funny content. I just challenged Jordy, Jake, and Diggs to the crossbar challenge, which did pretty damn well. And uh, yeah, so guys, if you haven't already, make sure you leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It goes a really long way in helping me get on both the charts and just getting get, getting rid of that little schmear on my uh name that's a 4.5 star rating out of my name right now because you know I just don't deserve it I really don't if uh, you if someone felt the need to try and tear me down but if if that's how you think you're going to tear me down then you know there's there's a lot more on your plate than you think so uh that's all I got for you guys today I can't wait to come back next Tuesday with another amazing interview this has probably been one of the most fun projects I have the opportunity to do and like I said on the podcast if you're not coming to this show each and every week and having fun doing it and really getting just eager to put more episodes out you're not enjoying it you shouldn't be doing it and this might just not be the space for you but if you are eager and you're getting after it welcome this is a beautiful place and I love it so that's all I've got I'll talk to you guys soon stay grooving adios (laughs) 